Hey, bestie. What's up, girl? Hey, does anyone ever ask you, like, oh, I heard you do a podcast. What's that witty and gritty podcast all about? Yeah, okay, so I usually spit out this robotic sentence that's, we help hardworking Christian women get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need in order to have more joyful and fulfilling lives. So that's usually what I say, but I'm also monotone. Y'all know this. And so it's just like, so Farron, what does that mean? Yes. Well, my response is not as fancy, even (laughs) though I've heard you say that lots of times I should know by now, but essentially I explain that we help people grow in their Christian lives and through their growth, then they can better fulfill God's calling on their life. Right. So we're book study experts and we know how to analyze, pull apart and take that through the Christian lens, and that's kind of what we do here. And so then sometimes people are like, yeah, you're self-help books, and they might be mainstream, but we are always sure to bring it back to God and the biblical view. Right, so whether you see a secular book or something that a Christian author's written, just know that when you come here, you're going to get it through a biblical lens. And not just ours. I like that we incorporate interviews by people living out the principles. Yeah, that's for sure. So that's your little bonus if you stick around through the series, which yeah. I hope you will. Yay! Here we go! This is episode 154 of How to Win Friends and Influence People in the Digital Age. Man, <laughs> can I be your manager when you start doing commercials? Yeah, I want to make it big. Yes, for sure. <laughs> okay, so the first three episodes, we talked about the essentials of engagement, where we talked about watching your words and speaking life into others and trying to connect with others on a common ground. Mm-hmm. So this week we're going to start part two, which is six ways to make a lasting impression. Yes. And chapter one of part two is take interest in others' interests. And if you're like, wait, I feel like I've heard this one, don't skip the episode. <laughs> the last chapter in part one was core desires. And so um, I brought up like before knowing my heart, like what mm-hmm. are those foundational pieces and I think taking interest in other interests other people's interests um, is more broader not the the core fundamental pieces but now let's break those down into subcategories but the other idea here is not looking at self and what we want which might sound like obvious but Hang in there. We'll spell it out for you anyway. Right, because last chapter we were trying to find the common ground between the two of you. And maybe if you weren't interested in something, find a way to become interested in it. Like we talked about the video games or the work or whatever the connection is. Mm -hmm. Trying to find that common goal we're working towards. And so now this is taking the focus off of self and onto others. Mm -hmm. I think... We could sit there and say, well, why aren't they interested in my interests? And I think it's going to be reciprocated if you are trying to find interest in theirs that hopefully they'll show interest in what you're interested yeah. in. Again, not a manipulation thing, but you if you truly care about this person or if you care about making an impact positively on their lives, you're going to want to know what they're interested in and know what the heck they're talking about whenever they bring it up. And I think that ties into the Love Languages series we did not too long ago about, you know, speaking to your significant other's love language first. Um, They talked about doing that in extreme situations as well, just to prove that it is effective. That, you know, how long can you commit? Can you commit for six weeks speaking your partner's love language? 
and there were like great testimonies on yeah. the effectiveness. Yeah, that's episodes 141 through 150 if you were interested. They are interested. Yeah, bro. go back and listen to those because you're interested. <laughs> <laughs> but finish this episode first. <laughs> uh, okay, so there's a part that says our selfishness is more or more politely our self-interest populates the morals of, of great fables. Everything's kind of tied back into a biblical foundation. Uh, we do want to take an interest in others because we care about other people. And like Jesus, when he was here, he took a genuine interest in other people. And I think Bob Goff talks about that too in the Dream Big miniseries. That's episodes 90 through, 92 through 100. Yeah. Yeah, because of the 100th episode. I remember That's that right. one. That's right, Casey Morris. Okay, so yeah, I think... Um, Maybe I can blame it on my nineness. Yeah, do it. Well, I just, I feel like I lack energy. And my husband is like the Energizer Bunny. Like, <laughs> so much so that I give him a hard time for not sitting still, and he is kind and doesn't voice it. Uh, but maybe notices that I sit a lot for the both of us. <laughs> I'm sitting for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, being one that has little energy, I try to protect it as much as possible, and so I can definitely cringy relate to the body of words and actions trending towards self-preservation. Um, kind of like the bedtime routine we talked about, like, I just want to get to bed, even though, little kid, you want me to read one more book, or... Right. Just lay and cuddle with you. So mm -hmm. Yeah, this says if we're not mindful, our self-defense, like defending what you're wanting to do or if you're wanting to go to bed versus reading the book, it can turn into self-detention, and that's keeping us from meaningful interaction. So maybe that one more book, okay, I'll read you one more book, but it's going to be a Bible story. Like, aha, I'm going to ninja this into something that's going to be more meaningful. So you may not necessarily want to stay up and read one more story, but if the last one... That's the one they're going to bed to. That might make a more meaningful impact later on. So can you suck it up for a couple more minutes so that they can? That can be the last thing they hear. And people without kids too. I know that this can from personal experience. You know, you have friends that want to go out, want to go out, and you just want to go home. Want to go home? Want to go home? Especially, why is the going out day at the end of the work week? Right. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Some people are like, the weekend's here, and I'm like, I just worked a whole week. Yes. Um, but, you know, I think sometimes invitations stop coming because they're always responded with a no. And it's kind of like going to the gym. Like, once you're there, again, speaking from personal experience, once I'm there... I'm fun. I'm having fun and a good time, and I'm glad I came. Um, so sometimes try saying yes. Yeah, I try to, especially with kids, um, if they're asking for something and I want to say no. Like, what is the reason behind my saying no? Is it because I'm tired and don't want to get up? Okay, well, I think I can muster up a yes for that. You want your no to be a pretty good no, right? Like ice cream for dinner? No. <laughs> But if I've said no, 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 the 50 things before that, that's going to, like you were saying, they're either going to shut down and stop asking, which is not good, red flag, red flag, or they're going to just assume it's always a no, which you want to be the giver of good gifts, right? Within reason, obviously, because you're the adult, but keeping that in mind. That's a great example. I think, like, um, 
I don't know if it's in this chapter, so I hope I'm not spoiling it. We'll find out. He talks about <laughs> ask this guy asks twenty questions a day mm-hmm. um, to get build those deeper relationships. And so it's like, what if you set a limit, not a strict one, because you might have to say no more. But if you are doing that self-audit and you notice you're saying no to all these things and all these people you care about, what if you try to limit how many times you say no? Like, use it like an ace, like when you really need to. Um, Almost like, I guess, a yes day, but (laughs) I don't know. I can't. I am not at the point in my life where I can commit to a yes day. So if you are in that boat with me, then try to limit your nose. Um, well, who did we read that had, like, tickets in their pocket, and they would, like, tear a ticket? and Bob throw it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. who I thought, too. So if you need a tangible reminder, mm-hmm. like, get a hole puncher or... There you go. Yeah, something. <laughs> Use my five nose today. Can't use any more nose. Good luck. Uh, good luck. <laughs> That's really good. I like that. Okay, so there's another quote in here. Uh, It's explaining that the self-centered life is the most problematic one someone can have, which makes a whole lot of sense. You know, I read that and I was like, I think people that live self-centered lives think that they're living that way to avoid problems. And so when they come up, they need to just do it more. (laughs) And it's like... You are the problem. What if you try something else? Mm. Yeah, so he also quotes the Bible. He doesn't say I'm quoting the Bible, but he's... <laughs> That's what we're here for. Yes, he says, but an ancient maxim is still true, which is code for... He's quoting the Bible, and he puts the footnote in it. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and for whoever who humbles himself will be exalted. So again, taking taking the spotlight off of yourself and putting it on other people. Again, it's in the Bible, so we know it's true. And I think the people that you want to lead you, like if you can't be the leader or in the past, if there was a leader you admired, we say all the time, success leaves roadmaps, um, leaves trails. So I think to try to emulate that, I want to convey that to our soccer team this year. They're fourth graders, but it's never Never too too soon. soon. Um, I need them to start being leaders on the field. Yeah, Me and my assistant coach cannot scream at them from the sideline. Not mad, but literally projecting you have to our voices. It's so far away. It's a huge field, and they should, and they complain at practice. We already know how to do this drill. Really? Be- or this play. Really? Because in the game, you looked at me like deer in headlights. But there's a couple of them that are standing in the right spot, but not telling anybody else. Yep. And so I'm just going into this season trying to think of, like, how to cultivate leadership at this level. That does not look like leadership I've seen in maybe some high school uh, teams. Freshmen get the ball bags. And there's some stuff, right, that's a seniority thing and all that. Not hazing, not talking about that at all. But I think, I just think to those different experiences where it was like, well, they were leaders because they were the oldest, not because they had earned my respect or demonstrated leadership qualities per se. Uh, maybe they had soccer skills, but not leadership skills. Yeah. So I, mean, I, that's really good. I want to start putting this in their head that I am looking for leaders and um, they should try to exhibit the qualities of someone that they would lead. That's what being a leader is. And kind of leave it open-ended. 
and see what I get. So I'll let you guys know. Yeah, and then you can even, to tie it further, is servant leadership. Right, exactly. So I'll get the ball bags because I'm going to demonstrate responsibility. Not necessarily, I'm going to make someone else do it because I'm the boss. Like, that's a boss, not a leader. Yep. So if I can lead through example or lead through modeling or lead through helping others, that all ties back to biblical principles too. And as the leader of leaders and a good strategy, (laughs) whether you're a parent or maybe... You teach a Bible study youth group on Wednesday nights, and they're driving you nuts. The good old, wow, thanks, Sally. I love the way that you got a quick water break and came right back. Thanks, Amanda. You are doing a great job doing what I asked you to do. I mean, I can't come up with specifics, but you can say it a lot nicer and a lot more specific. Yeah. And a lot of times, those are not the people that are screaming at the other girls to pay attention. No, no, no. They're usually those quiet souls that are modeling it. Yeah, that's good. I like how you're pointing and calling it. Pointing and calling, affirming the good. Yes, it all circles back, ties into each other. Uh, So there is a a tip that he gives us, and it's kind of pulled from Bob Goff as well, talking about if you're trying to be interested in what other people are interested in, instead of asking questions one, two, and three, just jump to seven eight nine ask those deeper questions like oh i heard you liked this 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 or i saw that you did this thing on facebook or wherever can you tell me more about it and if they posted it they are gonna want to talk about it obviously yeah and i also think too it's like uh when you want your kids to try new food you might think that you're not interested in what people say they do but have you tried it? Like, yeah. <laughs> you never know. You might become interested in it, or you might. I might become interested in the time I get to spend with Jacob doing his interests. <laughs> yeah. So that still sounds very self-preservation-like, but well, and it's, it's a step in the right direction. And they also, he's also sure to be like, it's not. I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine. I'm not trying to manipulate the situation to get something out. Um, Goodness is the only investment that never fails. Again, this is quoted and pulled. So remember, every good idea comes from the Bible. Uh, But if we're trying to cultivate good interests and talk to them about the positive things they're interested in, I'm not going to be like, hey, Samantha, I saw that you posted about your trip to Cabo and did these crazy things. Let's talk more about that. Like, that's (laughs) not a thing that's going to grow anyone. And that's not a common interest that I want to have. So we're going to talk about the things that are good, positive fruits of the spirit to grow yeah and that's a concept he touches on um he quotes an author and i can't find the name but it says i decided to become a problem solver and a promoter with no strings attached yeah so if that's not jesus like i don't know what is giving without the expectation like you were saying Mm -hmm. of getting something in return what do you think of the story about nascar uh, will you remind me of it again? I could relate to it, so that's why... Oh, I, I have a lot of notes written on it. I just don't remember the story off the top of my head. So, a blogger named Amy Martin uh, said that we tend to dislike what we don't know. Yeah. And so, she had the opportunity to go cover um, and the NASCAR... Look at me. I don't know. Daytona 500. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> and after her experience, she totally understood why everybody was so into it. And so, kind of relating back to what I was saying earlier, but do you know that you don't like it, or do you think that you're not going to like it? Mm -hmm. And if you've tried it before, maybe you need to try it again. Makes me think of CrossFit. When people, when I talk about CrossFit, 
or the stereotype about CrossFit, whatever. So that's exactly <laughs> right. Like if you go and you actually buy into it, drink the Kool Aid. Oh my gosh, I love this. Yeah, I think of food. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love this. <laughs> yeah, I used to make guacamole for my family, but I wouldn't try it mostly because it was green and mushy. Uh, but then I finally tried it and I was like, man, this is great. Why? I've been making it for everybody, but haven't been eating it this whole time. I do like y'all's guacamole recipe. Well, thank you. It came from a restaurant where we had, we made the table side guac Uh and everyone always ordered it. So I always knew the ingredients and like about the portions. And so I stole it. Well done. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll put that in the show notes somehow. Maybe squawk recipe. Well, it's a lot of like old fashioned like. Well, you shake a little bit of this. Uh-huh. It's not like a tablespoon. Three shakes of garlic or, salt. Yeah. <laughs> we got. We saved like one baby spoon because that's how much garlic oh, you that's need. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. The only reason you have a baby spoon <laughs> is for your guac. <laughs> Uh, I like these two points that uh, Martin's post talks about. One is human relations are always easier when they begin from a place of affinity. So that again, the interest and then the potential for relational connectivity is astronomical. So again, not just by plus one, it's exponential. And I think to relate this to, if you are not feeling successful in having an impact on others, this whole relational connectivity, maybe you're doing more of a selling or a uh, informing, right? I think a lot of posts, just speaking from my experience, are very informational posts um, about reading. <laughs> you got to get it out there. Yeah, super informational, um, but I found that the content I put that speaks to people on a relational, more like an emotional level, um, still on the topic of reading, but if I can tap into that, um, I get a lot more just interaction and people being like, oh yeah, I can relate to that. And so, yeah, that's been my personal experience. Yeah, it's a little empathy piece there as well. Mm-hmm. So if you are a sociopath, this will, this book will help you <laughs> at least fake your way through. <laughs> there was a quote here from John Maxwell and I put, oh yes, hmm, beside it. John Maxwell, we did his, that was the OG book, 15 Laws of Invaluable Growth, episodes 1 through 8. Yep. Don't start with those guys. I mean, (laughs) listen to some of this and then you can go back. Yeah, the OG episodes. So he said that people do business with people they like. All things not being equal, they still do. And then it goes on to say, we like people who like us. So to be liked, you must exhibit admiration for things others do and say and the reason I put hmm behind this is because it could make the people pleaser in you rage out (laughs) speaking from experience again (laughs) Um, but I think one more line I would have added here is that you might not be everyone's cup of tea and that's okay yeah like I, I wish that needed to be one more line that just write it in yeah. Right into the book. So I will tell you that I tell people I don't eat sushi, but I am in fact never tried sushi, but I'm still at the phase where I'm not going to. Yeah, I know. I still don't want to. <laughs> still don't want to. I'll, y'all, I'll keep you posted, but it wouldn't be fair if somebody 
thought that they were terrible at making sushi just because I wouldn't eat it. Right. It, I mean, it's not personal with them. It's personal with me. Right. And so I've tried to explain that to my girls, too. Uh, trying to avoid all the people-pleasing with them. But um, Tori, my oldest, would enter into art competitions. The school always was good about putting those on. And some years, she would do, like, super outstanding. And then some years, she wouldn't advance at all. First of all, it's art elementary art at that uh but I used that sushi example before we ever found out results <laughs> yeah just to remind her that like I want her to love art and I want her to keep making art and I don't want it to be about competition and achievements and goals because she's only going to get better if she sticks with it so I just would tell her before we got any results are you happy with what you turned in yeah did you have fun doing it absolutely okay so remember if I was judging a cooking contest and somebody made pizza and the other person made sushi, it doesn't mean the sushi's bad. It just means I like pizza. I just really <laughs> like pizza, but it could be the best tasting sushi in the world. And so, anyways. That's good. That story resonated with her. Yes. Yes. Uh, to I would say, are you ready to close? Yeah. So I just wrote a light bulb and wrote how next to this last paragraph because it just gives you the how, how to do all this. Instead of spending each day refining your digital media, spending time relating to your friends, colleagues, and clients, post brief admiring notes, interact with them, and discover what problems you might help solve or what pursuits you might help promote. We're all driven by pain and pleasure, so such prospects exist in every person. When you're sincere in your endeavors to connect with others, Chances are always higher that meaningful connection will occur. Progressive, mutually beneficial collaboration is then possible. And today, genuine connection and collaboration can quickly become infectious. I just liked all of that. So, <laughs> again, how, how are you pouring into others? And what are you pouring into others? Are you just, like, fueling their rage fire? Like, yeah, I can't believe that either. Like, that's not collaborative in a positive way you're just destroying things so what are we doing how are we not just are we pouring into others yes or no but how are we pouring into others Mm -hmm. and which way is that going to send them off so we had a behavioral specialist as an interviewee way back episode 60 oh wow well done her name is kelly smith if you're local here you've probably heard her name uh so go back and listen to that she is a crowd favorite but um she, i don't remember when a long time ago she would send or she still does send me a facebook message each day with a positive something on it and so then i reciprocate that um i'm guessing she does this to a lot of people and so she, every morning she started since she started this i assume she gets several positive message messages every morning um which is pretty cool the other thing though is not only do i receive it but then i have to go look i say have to but you know what i mean i have to go look for positive stuff to send back and through that process i read a lot of positive things to try to pick the very best one um and so she's trained me to start my each day with positivity (laughs) well that's just a good example of the exponential growth there too and now if she sent out 10 of the same message not y'all aren't going to send the exact same messages back she's going to get probably 10 different messages Mm -hmm. so again the exponential growth there very cool 
So that's one way to influence other people to start their day um, on a positive note. Look at that. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So tune in next week. We're going to continue part two of how to win friends and influence people in the digital age. Oh, man. I'm still impressed. One of these days I'm going to mess it up. Blah, blah, blah. Just don't ask me to do it. Please. Backwards. Farron will do it next episode. No. <laughs> uh, maybe. Bye. So we're, we're really good at segues. <laughs> and sound effects, right. Yes, so that's the end of our episode. But if you find yourself wanting more, and who could blame you? Brooke, <laughs> tell them where they can find us we, Monday through Friday. We have a lovely website. It's wittyandgritty.blog. You can go there. It has every mini-series ever we've done. What about the socials, Farron? Yes, we are on Instagram and Facebook primarily, but we yeah. do also have um, a Pinterest account, so be sure to follow us on your favorite social platform. Yeah. Oh, also, fun fact, we release episodes every Wednesday, so you can count on us. Be sure to subscribe. That way you don't have to go and find it every week. Yeah, it'll just automatically do the magic computery thingy. Thank you, technology. Go technologies and Uh, Instagrams. Yes. All right, we'll catch you next week, guys. Bye. This episode is brought to you by the Witty and Gritty 5-Minute Mini Journal. It's centered around Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, known as the Armor of God. Once you download this freebie, over the next seven days, take a few minutes each day and dive into what the armor of God is and why it's important to Christians in their daily walk. You can find this at wittyandgritty.blog. We'll link it in the show notes.